Patriots, Constitutionalists, MAGAs, Rebels, The Awakened, Inquiring Minds, and yes, all you bitter clingers. Live from Freedom Speak Studio, I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak on AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059, and you can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble Chat. Just search for our channel under Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download our show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Feel free to send us your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. This show is sponsored by Memory Revitalizer. We hear a lot uh, these days about public-private partnerships and NGOs. NGO, by the way, is an acronym for a non-governmental organization. I believe an NGO by its very nature is a public-private partnership, also known as a PPP. I'd like to start by describing what these two terms mean. Investopedia.com explains that public-private partnerships involve collaboration between a government agency and a private sector company that can be used to finance, build, and operate projects such as public transportation networks, parks, and convention centers. Financing a project through a public-private partnership can allow a project to be completed sooner or make it a possibility in the first place. They go on to say that public-private partnerships often involve concessions of tax or other operating revenue, protection from liability, a partial ownership rights over nominally public services, and property to private sector for-profit entities. Now, based on my research, NGOs were first conceived in Article 71 in the Charter of the newly formed United Nations in 1945. NGOs have no fixed or formal definition, and they're generally defined as nonprofit entities independent of governmental influence. The fact alone that NGOs are tied to the United Nations causes me some serious concern. According to the website state.gov, the United States firmly believes that a robust civil society independent of state control or government involvement is necessary for democracy to thrive. From the earliest days of U.S. history, civil society organizations have played a key role in protecting human rights and advancing human progress. Civil society is a source of all encompassing ideas, promoting everything from transparency and free expression, reversing inequality, and rescuing our environment. God, I hate those words. 
this website goes on to say that U.S. regulations that impact civil society organizations are designed to facilitate and support the formation of non-governmental organizations or NGOs. U.S. regulations are designed specifically to avoid making judgments about the value or work of any given NGO. U.S. and international NGOs represent virtually every conceivable ideology, political cause, religion, social issue, and interest group. Some are deeply engaged in the political process. Others are nonpartisan, operate for uh, far from political uh, process, and are involved only in social issues. Our founding documents, which include the Declaration of Independence, U.S. Constitution, Bill of Rights, and many others, exist for the purpose of protecting we the people from government tyranny. These guiding principles are in place to prevent an overreaching federal government from enacting legislation, laws, and mandates which infringe upon our God-given personal liberty. These rules, for the most part, only apply to the government not private citizens. So if a private business, for instance, tells you that they do not allow you to carry a firearm in their business, they're allowed to do that. Or if a business tells you no shirt, no shoes, no service, they're allowed to establish that rule. Although I've never understood why pants would also not be required. I would like for somebody to explain that one to me. As a matter of fact, a business should be allowed to not do business with anyone they choose for any reason. But as we all know, that right has been getting trampled by the government more and more. You as a consumer have the right to take your business elsewhere. A business owner should have the right to prevent potential criminals from entering their business as well. But not only will they potentially be sued for refusing service, but they're told by the government that criminals are allowed to steal over $900 worth of their property per visit. Based on the infringement by government we have seen so far, I would say that we as individuals and private business owners no longer have any rights at all. Because our rights are no longer being protected by the government whose very job it is to protect our rights. If you'd like if you like to watch movies like I do, I'm sure you've been frustrated how in all those movies and TV shows that when a crime occurs and a victim or good Samaritan tries to intervene and stop the bad guy, the good guy is always the one getting arrested. That's no longer just in Hollywood. It's happening in real life. If you try to protect your property, yourself, or another person from a criminal, you are likely going to go to jail. NGOs and public-private partnerships, as they're described on the surface, sound like a great way to do good things for the community. And I'm sure that is true in many cases. They facilitate a way for big things that benefit our communities to get done without a bunch of bureaucratic red tape. Unfortunately, like with almost anything else that is thought of for the purpose of implementing good intentions, these things, too, can be weaponized and corrupted by those that are only concerned with profit and political power. Let me remind you all of what has occurred over the past few years when public and private interests got entangled. A public health emergency occurred, or in my opinion, a manufactured crisis was implemented, in which a deadly virus descended upon the entire world. For the first time in world history, 
A cure for the deadliest virus in the history of the world was conceived, tested, and produced in a matter of only months. Those of us with a brain that were paying attention immediately found all of this to be very suspicious. Drug companies like Pfizer and Moderna were allowed to release potentially dangerous, untested drugs in which the government mandated their use, and these drug companies were protected from liability by the U.S. federal government. This was a public-private partnership in which the government declared an emergency, a private company, namely a drug company, was funded by taxpayer money to put an untested product on the market. We the people were, through, through coercion and threats, forced to have this product injected into our bodies, and the drug companies were deemed not responsible for any liability from lawsuits by injured parties. Did you guys read the latest news um, at, in the Epoch Times? They put it out there. Just I got it in, a, in their mail publication they sent me just the other day. That now the CDC, which we all trust the CDC so much, have now admitted that, in fact, they knew about the, the risk of myocarditis and pericarditis right from the start. And they chose not to inform the public about the risk because they didn't want to cause a panic. People, this is criminal. These people need to go to jail or worse. A, a Nuremberg II trial needs to be held for these people. People need to get the maximum penalty for this, starting with Fauci. So what are NGOs? Just the other day, the U.S. House of Representatives impeached Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Nicolas Mayorkas for failing to perform his duty of protecting the homeland, namely protecting our country from foreign invasion. Secretary Mayorkas will claim that he is not facilitating or encouraging this invasion. He is, however, allowing it to happen. I've heard a lot of people talking about how these invaders show up at the border with nice, clean clothes with Mickey Mouse on them, Nike sneakers, and backpacks, and don't seem at all tired from walking thousands of miles. After they cross the border, they're well-fed, given a debit card, a cell phone, and an airline or bus ticket to anywhere in the country, then put up in a nice hotel wherever they end up. Sounds pretty nice, huh? Where's all this free stuff they're getting coming from? I've heard a lot of people ask that question. Where do this stuff gets out to the rest of the world and encourages even more invaders to show up? The fact that the fact is that NGOs have taken over as the official travel agency of the DHS using our taxpayer money. According to one official in reference to illegal aliens crossing our border, they said, once received, whether it be the adult population or the families, the sites will then work with them, and the general term that we use is we go through a processing. That processing is to facilitate travel to the destination of their choice. So the Border Patrol has essentially been relegated to the duty of being travel agents. Maybe I should go to the border and claim to be an illegal alien next time I want to go on a vacation. 
sounds way more affordable. The NGOs facilitating this invasion receive billions of taxpayer funds through several federal departments like the Department of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services. How is this a responsible handling of our hard-earned tax money? There are hidden doorways in society that only people with knowledge of their existence and mystery can travel. There are loopholes within regulations and law. Obtaining knowledge of, and therefore, the keys to these allies often requires a team of attorneys. Comrade Joe and the rest of his group of political racketeers have an endless amount of your taxpayer money to pay for these attorneys. These loopholes, or doorways, are hidden within the language. It's not so much about the words themselves, but rather the word structure. Ever wonder why the bills that they pass are thousands of pages long? It is so you, the taxpayer, won't take the time to try to understand how you are being ripped off. Traversing these esoteric texts requires an understanding of the use of vague language that when used creates multiple pathways. Once the superficial and intended meaning of the regulation or law is relayed and then beaten into the general public, it results in a truth buried in a mountain of deception hidden in plain sight. The circumventing of almost anything is possible, even those supposed absolute truths as described in the Bill of Rights. You might think that you have the right to due process as described in the Bill of Rights, but thanks to laws like the Patriot Act, this only holds true if you retain your designation as a citizen. The moment the government decides to change your designation to a terrorist or insurrectionist, due process no longer exists for you. You all were just privy to and witnessed the ultimate exercise in how to overcome your right of assembly, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness written into our laws as a backdoor called a state of emergency. It's not required that it be an actual emergency. The emergency does not have to be justified by verifiable evidence. It simply has to be perceived as an emergency. Your right to keep and bear arms is much harder right to circumvent with language because, it, because it's backed up by 400 million weapons held in private ownership by individuals who refuse to lay them down. Make no mistake, though, once all your other rights have been fully usurped, then many someones will come for your guns. What will you do when they show up at your door? I just spoke about PPP, also known as the Public-Private Partnership, and this is the backdoor of backdoors, or the loophole of loopholes. This is what you hear from the Biden crime family when they talk about protecting democracy. As I've mentioned so many times, the United States has never been a democracy. But I guess if you say it enough times, it becomes a reality in the minds of most people. This partnership is the pathway to a total loss of your First Amendment rights. The United States government can't by law limit or sway what you say or what you have access to read, so they partner with private industry to do the infringing for them. Our government, despite the Sherman Antitrust Act, has allowed information monopolies to come into existence. 
Now they can partner with these private institutions who own all the doorways to information in order to limit all you can say, write, or read. And if they get their way with all the hate speech legislation, it will even include what you are allowed to think. This is why these people hate Elon Musk so much. He's not going along with the rest of the state-run media and tech outlets. This is also why Donald Trump must be stopped at all costs. He's not a supporter of the Uniparty and the groupthink mentality. You might even say that Vladimir Putin is also in that same category, which is why he also has to be taken down. I understand the difficulty involved in looking upon that which can't be unseen, but we must understand that ignorance, i.e. the lack of knowledge, is only bliss until that moment a tyrant has his boot heel firmly on you and your child's throat. At that point, it'll be too late. <clears throat> so, there you go. So I've got in the studio with me, I've got Jason in the studio with me again today. How's it going, Jason? Excellent. Uh, hey, everybody. And I got a friend of mine by the name of Bob Coburn. I gave him a call a couple days ago. I said, Bob, why don't you come in and hang out with us and just and just have a conversation? Bob, how's it going? Great. And I said, thanks. <laughs> so, so where do we start with all of that? You know, I... I I've been thinking a lot about these NGOs, and, you know, it, it goes, it, it applies to so many things. This is how our government infringes upon our freedom and liberty. And basically, these NGOs, they use them as the henchmen to get it done so that they cannot be held responsible. Because the NGOs are private businesses, after all. I, it's money laundering, people. This is not like rocket science. Look at it over and over again. It's either for tyrannical purposes or it's for money laundering purposes. I think the best example I can think of, Rebecca, is the Gold King Mine and the Animas River. Yeah, been there. And this guy writes this this letter to what is the newspaper in one of those southern Colorado towns and it's called the Standard Miner and he writes him this letter and he said hey I used to work for the Department of uh, or the Department of the Environmental Department EPA sorry he was an EPA employee and he said hey I used to work for these guys I know exactly what they're going to do with the Gold King Mine they're going to go in there and they're going to pop you know they're going to basically break how everything was sealed up in the Gold King Mine well that's what they did yeah and they're going to create a spill into the Animas River that only they can clean up. They're the only ones with the resources and the facilities um, to, to, to be capable of taking care of that. And he said, and ultimately, what the, what the long-term goal is, is they want to build a facility in the southern Colorado, northern New Mexico uh, area. And I, I believe they called it a Blick. Blitzkrieg facility. If you look all of this up, it all happened. Just like the guy said, um, I mean, he writes this letter a week before this happens, and then it happens exactly as described. And 
for for people to not recognize this that this is what government does when you give them too much power uh, why there's a big huge history of it i think i know what you're talking about because uh that is that gold king mine is actually out in silverton colorado and i'll i'll go out there during the summer and you know ride my atv and dirt bikes and stuff and i i've I've seen that mine, and it basically turned the entire Animus River yellow, and it was that way for the longest time. And just just downstream from where that Gold King mine is, they have set up a facility there where they've got these huge inflatable things uh, in which they're supposedly cleaning up the water. Well, I know the price tag on the facility um, and its budget was $500 million. So, you know, at some point, I just, I, I keep asking the people that I grew up with, the people of the United States, do you remember the idea that the government that governs the least governs the best? And we've just somehow lost that. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that we need to go back to the border, though. To me, the, the worst of the NGOs... And you can really call the Red Cross an NGO. It, it, it is. And Catholic Charities. Yep. Who is providing all the stuff for these illegals to Except. come across the border? They're providing everything for them. Not only uh, maps. They, they provide everything they need to get across the border. And you got to think... I used to, I used to contribute to Red Cross and, and Catholic Charities. No way. There's no way. They're horrible. And, and so now you're looking at the government coming in and, and helping those charities, charities out. And what are we getting from that? I, it's, it's just unbelievable. Paul Gessing was mortified last week when I said uh, that I've come to the conclusion that most major charities are, again, money laundering operations. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're getting funded through grants and things like that from our taxpayer money. Well, and and they're also preying upon our compassion, our sympathy. Mm -hmm. I could tell you stories about the New Mexico Red Cross because I had a friend that was on the inside, let's say, and was doing all the books. And he said, Jason, I am a good Catholic and I believe in donating to good causes. And he said, don't you ever, ever give the Red Cross of New Mexico any of your money ever again. It is the most mismanaged fund I have ever seen in all of my years of accounting. Well, you know, it's funny that Bob would bring up the Catholic Charities thing, since that, that was actually something I was going to mention, is they're getting all of this money from grants, things like that. They, they are, <laughs> and I've said this before, all of this stuff that's going on, you know, where they're they're providing aid and comfort to these invaders that are coming across the border and indirectly joe biden and his administration are providing that aid and comfort to the invaders only they're they're laundering the money through places like catholic charities and other places like that in which these organizations have all the reason in the world to keep this going forever because they're banking a bunch of money from this whole operation themselves. So there, there's so many so-called NGOs and nonprofits and things like that that are just making tons and ton of, tons of money off this invasion. They're not even thinking about the consequences of this invasion. They don't care. They're just making money. That's all they care about. Right? 
Well, I have to agree with you there. That's that is entirely true. But let's go back to PPP. Yeah. Look at Pfizer. Look at Moderna. Same thing. It's like the money that went in there with no, they had absolutely no recourse. People had no recourse to have uh, if if there was a problem with those uh, vaccines to, to come back to those companies because the government said so. And the government pumped all that money. I was billions and billions and billions of dollars that went into these companies to provide to provide something that didn't even work. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right. So we're going to talk some more about that after the break. And then also I want to talk about, uh, in this next segment, I want to talk about the Section 702 of FISA that is uh, – that a lot of these lefties want to want to renew it and thank goodness there are a lot of freedom loving republicans that are saying uh no no what, you know we're not going to do this big huge thank you to memory revitalizer for sponsoring us and also 505-444-5059 when you want to call in and talk absolutely all right don't go anywhere we'll be right back Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video, and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customers service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and uh, I've got uh, I've got Jason Valancourt in the studio with me, and Bob, why did I forget your last name? Like James Coburn. James, Bob Coburn. James, Co- it's James now? Don't you have know? You cha- have you don't changed you your name on see, me? Are you too young to know James Coburn, the most famous actor? He was an actor. actor. Yes. You bet. You bet. Yes, absolutely. That's how you remember my name. <laughs> 
That's right. Was was a great uh, military actor and was a great like bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that name now. If you ever saw Hudson Hawk, yeah, his role in Hudson Hawk is just awesome. Yeah, I rem- I remember uh, somebody, I, this little guy I met many many years ago, and his name was Bob, and he, I had he just I just met him. And he comes up to me and says to me, and this, obviously, what he said to me really stuck in my brain. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, my name's Bob. He said, if you ever have trouble remembering my name, just think about a guy without arms and legs floating out in the water. It's like, okay, uh, that's an image I never got out of my mind. <laughs> I would guess. I would yeah, guess. Yeah. Here's a little little secret. My first name is actually Robert. Okay. So I am actually another Bob. 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 So I got Bob 1 and Bob 2. Hey, yeah. did you know that it's spelled the same way backwards and forwards? I didn't know that, really? Oh, my gosh. Cheech and Chong, man. Yeah, I know. So, hey, we were talking about NGOs. And, you know, one use of an NGO and if you guys watch the 10,000 Mules movie they mentioned NGOs now because you get you think about okay these people going around these mules going around stuffing ballot boxes they had piles of ballots where were they getting those ballots and part of the geo tracking that they did is they said that these mules they were going around kind of like a like a route and they would stop at one of these NGOs. I'm guessing that there was an NGO that was, if they weren't just totally producing the fake ballots, they were at least processing centers for the fake ballots, and then they were distributing them to the mules that were taking them and stuffing them into the ballot boxes. You know, and, and just like Bob mentioned... You can't get me started. On election integrity, you know that. Oh, I, I'm just going to be quiet and let you all talk because otherwise, I, you know, we try not to go down rabbit holes on this show. Yeah, well, we try not to, not too much. But, I mean, there were NGOs involved in that. I mean, this is how the government does these things. This is how the government is encouraging all of these people to come in and just and just swamp our border and overrun it. These NGOs are involved all over the place. I, I was watching a program the other day in which these people are coming along a common pathway. They're routing, and they actually have stop-offs, like where they, places where they can spend the night, they get fed, they get resupplied, and they get sent on their way. I mean, this is an organized effort, wasn't, and our taxpayer money is paying for it. Wasn't the Wuhan lab an NGO? I mean, technically? Technically it was. It was funded by the U.S. Yeah. And Fauci. William Bloom, ladies and gentlemen, said it better than anybody. Former State Department uh, official said, no matter how paranoid or conspiracy-minded you think you are, what the government is doing is actually worse than you can imagine. Totally. So if you guys want to call in, you're listening on the radio. Our number here is 505-444-5059. It is a live show. So you can call in, and I would love for you to call in and join the conversation. Tell us what you think about this. Well, and the other thing is, is look at what Keller did with that money for the for the turf in Rio Rancho. You know, these nobody is accounting for all of this money. There's some mayor in Dalton, wherever... 
USA who is under fire because, you know, this is a town of like 2,500 and they're all paying attention to how she's spending the money and she's going nuts. You know, she's just running up bill after bill with lavish, silly, stupid spending. And, you know, at some point or another, if you, if we don't hold them accountable and put them in jail for their malfeasance and their, you know, just criminal behavior, why would they stop? Why wouldn't they get more powerful? Why, why wouldn't they just be the biggest cartel of them all? And depending on how you look at, at government, through what lens you want to you know, view it from, uh, government's a big, gigantic cartel and a big, gigantic mob. And so the reason that our forefathers tried to convince us not to let it get too big and that serving in the government was kind of an obligation and a duty, not some privilege and some honor, um, and certainly not some financially beneficial deal. Uh, when, when did we get so far away from that? I mean, what point in our history did we stop realizing that government has a history of being horrible throughout history you name a time in history where government was the good guy well you know just like it i think it's i think it's ironic how you know sleepy creepy joe likes to can you know point out vladimir putin as being the bad guy i think it, i find it laughable you know just the other day apparently there was a uh, person that was a political opponent that had been speaking out against the Putin regime that had been held in prison, and the guy mysteriously died. And, you know, the Biden administration thinks that's just awful. But aren't they trying to do the same thing to their political opponent? I mean, they are doing their darndest to, (laughs) pardon the pun, trump up as many charges as they can on Donald Trump so that they can put him to j- in jail for the rest of his lives, his life, and I would not be a bit surprised if, uh, you know, he supposedly would have done would do a, a Jeffrey Epstein, you know. I, th- I think what is mostly going to get people up and out of their seats and off their sofas is the hypocrisy. You know, they they sit there and they just. In your face, their their hypocrisy is so gross and overwhelming that I think most of us, that's what got me motivated is I just couldn't take you looking me straight in the face and telling me that the Patriot Act was like to protect America. It has such a nice name, though. I, that's the <laughs> that's thing. It's like you're a patriot. Oh, yes. But Jason and Becca, half this country thinks that's okay. We have half of this country that thinks Trump needs to be in jail. They think that we're the bad guys. Yes, Anybody who thinks conservatively, who doesn't, or who opposes abortion, we're bad guys. Can you prove? And half the country believes that. Can you prove that it's half the country? Because I might believe 30% of the country. They would like to us to, for us to believe that it's half feel, the country. Uh, uh, I mean, what can you really believe? Uh, uh, I'll I'll just tell you right now that it's, these people have to see it. There's just no way you can't see it at this point. Can you really be that blinded to what they did to you through COVID? Um, you know the the wars that are everywhere. These are things that the left used to oppose. 
You used to pose war. You Where are, are you? You are correct. That is correct. But right now, people are still pushing the vaccine. The vaccine has never been approved, ever. Never. It's never been approved. It's still not approved. And people are still pushing the extra shots. And, and now, right now. And now the truth has come out that the CDC lied. They knew about the myocarditis and the pericarditis right from the beginning, which we're talking something really serious here. This is... And, and there's supposed we have this understanding that we have informed consent. We a lot of people believe. I don't think like what you said there, Bob. I don't think a lot of people in this country realize that that drug has never been approved. Right. It's still emergency use authorization, and there has never really been an emergency. And the thing is, emergency or not, people were not given the opportunity to have the information and make a decision. No, they were told, if you don't get this injection, you're going to lose your job. If you don't get this injection, you're going to be thrown out of the military. If you don't get this injection, you're not going to be able to keep your government-funded job. And yet, like you said, they're still out there running the commercials. I mean, I went to the theater just the other day, and they're pushing Pfizer and the, and the jab. And, oh, how, how proud I am. I've got my blue Band-Aid on my, on my arm. And it's like, and they're still pushing this crap, even though they know that hundreds, thousands, probably tens of thousands or more people have died from getting this injection. And you need it. Because Taylor Swift's boyfriend says you need it. That's right. Because Taylor Swift's boyfriend said that you need to get it. At some point, you realize, you know, you wake up and you realize it's all kind of manufactured. And when do you start fighting back? And there's all sorts of different ways to fight back. And I don't, I don't recommend any one for any particular people. But let's let's all get together and let's tell the truth and let's see how long they can bear the truth coming down on them. What's what's exciting me is people like Dr. Jordan Peterson and, you know, even as foul mouthed and, and quite honestly, I, I don't align with all of his views. This champion uh, UFC fighter that looks at the media that is asking him about transgender issues and he's looking at them and saying, Hey, everybody, look at this person, because this is the one that's doing this to our society and trying to break everything down. And I really, really like people getting called to the carpet for being hypocrites and for being the proponents of division. You know, we were a fairly united bunch of people um, in my youth. And maybe it was fake and maybe it was phony. I, I, I don't know, but it sure didn't feel that way. It sure felt like we were moving in the right direction. And to hear the doc bring up Archie Bunker today, yeah. who I'm constantly saying, hey, you want to you want to defeat racism? You know, let's get another Archie Bunker on the television. That's right. Let's get George Jefferson back on TV and remind people how funny it is to make fun of racists and how much we all didn't want to be Archie Bunker and George Jefferson. And, and you know, I, I don't understand how we got to a place where emotions now override logic, because even as a kid, you understood that if you were stranded on a deserted island, 
you wanted people who were smart and rational and logical making decisions. You didn't want the emotional freaks uh, of of the the island survivors. Yeah, those pe- those people are worthless when you're stranded <laughs> on an island. They are. They're just they're 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 excess baggage. They're people. They're like the Gilligan. You know that can you like, tie a like, vine? Like, like the crew, the the crew of the Minnow would have got off that island so much sooner if they would have just got rid of Gilligan. Do, do you remember the professor? Mm-hmm. The professor was the rational dude. Yeah, he was the he was. logical guy. Yeah. He was the one that would ask questions. When did it become such a gravy sin to start asking questions? Hey, right. climate deniers. Climate deniers. And it's, it doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Election deniers. Well, election and climate. Well, let's go with climate, though. Was, no, was no, there. no. I'm just but saying. Right. You are correct. It's the same it's playbook. Right. They, don't even, they don't even question. They don't even question. If you even bring up that there's something else out there that maybe it's not all the carbon in the air since all of us are made of carbon. Everything here in this room is made of carbon. It's like if you just bring it up, you're a climate denier, and that doesn't even make sense. Climate denier. There's climate. There's no. There's a climate. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not denying Give that me there's a, a climate. <laughs> when you were on the playground, Bob, as a kid, and you were pointing out a fact to the rest of the children about may, maybe, say, another child, and that child basically had no defense they only had one defense. You know, it was either you know get physical with you or to just call you names because they couldn't. You know, it's like uh, you can't hit a baseball. You're a jerk. You know what I mean? I mean that that was their only defense because they couldn't argue the fact that they honestly couldn't hit a baseball. So what they had to do to distract the argument was call you names. Yeah, and it's, it's like- amazing that it's somehow working with a. Adults in our society today. A lot of a lot of that, adults that that nowadays are acting like immature children. Have you ever been they to are. Santa Fe? Have you ever watched a legislative session? Yes. Have you ever been to the, any of the committee hearings? In, in, any of that stuff? I spent two years up there, watching as they say how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. And what probably frightened me the most was the immaturity and the pettiness of the people. And, and the blind following it didn't matter how bad the policy was on either side. It was, we're going to do this because we're told to do this. Nobody standing up for what was right. Nobody standing up for New Mexicans. Joseph Cervantes looked everybody in, in a committee hearing in the eyes and said, we violate the state and U.S. Constitution every day. If we didn't, we'd never get anything done. And he he meant every word of it, and he stands by it today. I'm sure he said it more than once. Well, I've heard Stephanie Lord tell me before that these people are just uh, just unbelievable up there. What they'll do is they will just right in your face tell you, "Oh yeah, we know it's unconstitutional, but we're going to do it anyway, and then you can sue us afterwards." I'm sorry, you should be at minimum thrown out of office for even making a statement like that. But problem is, there are no consequences for ignoring or violating your oath of office there isn't and i've mentioned this before there should be but but there isn't i watched a, an old friend of mine and we're just going to call him the judge okay he was a judge at one time in his life <clears throat> he's sitting at a meeting we're all sitting around these tables at taco sal and daniel ivy soto is the guest 
and basically Daniel Ivy Soto has articulated the same thing we 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 trample on the constitution on a regular basis right and the judge says to him he says you know how how you know how can you sit there and tell us all that you trample you know how do you do this how do you trample on the constitution on a daily basis and Ivy Soto with complete glibness looks everybody in the eyes and says very very delicately Hmm. So yeah. they have no problem with this, you know, and and I I contend to everybody who was born and raised in New Mexico that the six most violent words in the English language are there ought to be a law. So if we start from that argument that there ought to be a law, and if you ask the question, what if government didn't do it? What if what if we didn't have government to the to the size and scope that it is now what what would you do without them would you survive could you possibly make it without the federal government you know we did and we are very capable of doing it well it's kind of like every time that they want to screw us over even more and they want to increase the debt ceiling every time they do it okay it's like why does nobody ask the question why do they need to keep increasing the debt ceiling? Why aren't more people saying, like I saying, that, well, why don't they start spending less money? You know, but, but no, they keep spending more and more money. And somebody mentioned this the other day, that eventually this bubble is going to burst. And when it does, all you people that, that are voting Democrat on every election and you're living off of, uh, you basically you're living off the government... <clears throat> Probably large can't, yes. Can't say that word. Um, large yes. Okay, yeah. You're basically, yeah, nursing on, on the government budget. Uh, <laughs> I can say that. Um, that that all of that's going to go away. And then I got, I got news for you people, okay? People like us that work hard for a living, uh, you're on your own at that point. Well, because Mar- Margaret Thatcher asked the question. Yes. Or made the statement. What are you going to do when you run out of other people's money? Exactly. I mean, that you have to start thinking about this if you have any rational thought whatsoever. The problem isn't that that we have all these horrible mm-hmm. policies, is that we've no we no longer teach rational thought. We teach that you're allowed to have an emotional temper tantrum, whether you're a U.S. senator or you're Elizabeth Warren. Um, I'm looking at you uh, or you are a uh, you know, you're a four year old. At what point do you say, I've got to raise my children better than this? And when we start raising our children better than this and we don't teach them a culture of dependency, which, you know, is what you're talking about, the gimmies, the freebies, the yeah, yada, yada, yeah. Yas, And um, we're importing a, an entire population. We've already in, imported enough of these kind of people to populate an entire state. Well, <laughs> I mean, five yeah. of ours. If you yeah. want to look at what government dependency looks like, then let's drive up to Shiprock and I'll show you what it looks like because it is all around us. Socialism and communism are not new to the United mm-hmm. States. We have plenty of it and they're right when they shove it in your face and say, my roads, um, you know, and I, I just laugh and say, yeah, we could never build a private road. We could never build a toll road. We could never build a road as a community only only big government can build 
big, huge roads, you know. And so we, we desperately need them for that and for firefighters and police. We never had those without, you know, government. Um, it, this is all just ludicrous. What, what you have to realize is that our forefathers who set this whole deal up gave us an opportunity to manage it. But if we don't manage it, then they will. And yeah. guess who they are? They, but I, Becca, not it's you. more. It's more than just Democrats. And I'd love to blame. Oh, oh, I, I love to blame them oh, all the time. I would but love that, to. No, the you're Republicans right. Republicans have screwed this up just about yeah, as yes, much. They have. There were Republicans that are voting for some of this garbage up in Washington D.C. You got. I mean, they are. Just like this, this whole they they can't agree on this. They 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 want to send billions more dollars to Ukraine. Why are we sending all this money to Ukraine? Why do we suddenly care about Ukraine? I don't care about Ukraine. You know, I I think that if we cut off the money going to Ukraine, then they're going to have to talk. They're going to have to work something out. But right now, they're not even trying to work something out. You know that that interview with uh, Tucker Carlson the other day with Putin. Putin's like, I'm willing to work something out. You know? and, and I trust and Putin more than I trust I, Biden. I actually do. I think the guy is actually telling the truth. Well, and and Bob, they're going to use that against you somewhere. You know, you made that statement. You're a Russian no doubt. sympathizer. On air. And, you know, that that's the environment and the culture that we're living in. And that's the only way their stuff works. Adam Carolla asked everybody. He said, you know, I'm not this crazy concern. I grew up in California. I'm a, a California person and he said show me a policy of theirs that's worked and i'm asking the same question at this point show me one of your policies energy um economic uh certainly foreign um you know these people uh, their policies don't work they're failing epically the border is another example of their policies failing and we don't hold them accountable and that to me is tragic we have the ability in our form of government to try to hold these people accountable and i think what stopped us in our ability to hold them accountable is not something that you or me or bob necessarily has a whole lot of control of right now and if we don't change state law and remove software and i will go over this again and again and again you can talk about the manufactured ballots and you can talk about stuffing ballot boxes all you want but when it's all said and done okay nobody knows what the adjudication rates are of the seven counties of new mexico and the tabulation um everybody thinks that for some reason these machines are are not able to get on the internet that would violate state law okay the tabulators by law and by the way i want to point out <laughs> that before uh the 2020 election re democrats are out there i've got a collage of well-known democrats including hillary clinton out there just speaking out against these voting machines about how they're just potentially just security problems and fraud and all that but after the 2020 election and we're talking about it that all goes away. These people are a bunch of liars. Can, can, can we do something? You I want to try something. Okay. okay. Um, the, the phone number is 505-444-5059. If there are any software engineers out there, will you please call in? Because we want to ask you some questions, basic questions about basic software, and see if you um, don't come to the same conclusion that we do, that if you had a national championship spelling bee, you wouldn't trust it to spell check. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, guys, uh, you're listening to Freedom uh, Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. The number here is 505-444-5059. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. I want to dig into this Section 702 of FISA. I think that's very important. Don't go anywhere. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. The market 
is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies or from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. The call-in line here is 505-444-5059 if you want to call in and join the conversation. And if you don't think the media censors things, this song that is playing was actually banned in the UK. Imagine that. Also, if you want to send in your questions and comments, you can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And uh, you can go to my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can download replays of this show. You can also download uh, replays of Dr. Summer's show that was on before us. That's also on there. So I want <laughs> to mention something. Somebody that was on social media the other day accused me of just always using talking points. Now, that is something that the left always does. It is always using talking points all the time. And when you call them out on something, it's like, well, Okay, tell me something that I'm not uh, telling the truth about. Tell me something that I am incorrect about. I invite you to to question me about that because if I'm wrong about something, I I would like to hear um I'd like to know the truth. You know, 
the truth of the matter is, is I don't use talking points. This person accused me of everything I say coming off, off of Fox News. I don't even listen to Fox News anymore. As a matter of fact, I make it a point when I'm doing this show to try to not listen to any news shows at all um, coming, you know, prior to doing this show. And, you know, the, the few, like, I, I'll listen to OAN for a little bit. I might listen to them for maybe 30 minutes during the day and catch the highlights of whatever it is they're talking about. And then I move on and I, I do a lot of my own research. And so there's this whole Section 702 thing of FISA, which FISA, personally, in my opinion, should be disbanded. It's unconstitutional. And Welcome to the Libertarian Party. Yeah. So now what they claim with FISA is that it's in, in place to uh, combat uh, foreign adversaries. Okay. Well, technically, a foreign adversary doesn't have any constitutional rights in our country. They don't have any rights. And if you want to spy on them, I don't care if you spy on these on, on foreign potential spies or advertisers. You can spy on them all you want. I don't care. But what they are doing, though, is they're sweeping up Americans in these supposed FISA warrants in which they'll take communication between a foreign entity and somebody that is in the United States, and it could be some compl- something completely harmless. And then what they do is they actually, you know, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but AT&T and T-Mobile and Verizon and all these cell phone companies, when phones went digital years ago, all of that information is now digitized. When you get on your phone, you talk on your phone, your voice gets digitized, it gets stored on a hard drive somewhere, and the phone companies have all this information. And now these, uh, you know, like the NSA and the CIA and the FBI, they'll just go in there and they'll subpoena just just massive amounts of information from these telecommunications companies. And these companies will violate your right to privacy and hand this information over, even though you're not under investigation. So, you know, you might have heard the the term, well, uh, find me a person and then I'll find the crime. You know, they mentioned that in, in Police State, in that movie Police State. And the same thing like what they're doing to Donald Trump. Well, they got to get Donald Trump. So what they do is they look for a crime. Total violation of the Fourth Amendment. Total just, violation. Just ridiculous violation of the Fourth Amendment. But, you know, again, you have people that, that praise the Constitution and then they don't understand how we wouldn't want our government to have the ability to, you know, spy on my cat. And it's just, you know, crazy. So I found an interesting article and for this person that says that I use talking points, I don't, I don't really know what talking points you're talking about that I use. But I get my information from all over the place. I've, I mean, I've got a subscription to the uh, New, York, uh, New York Times. I've got a subscription to the Washington Post. I, uh, this article here I'm looking at is from ACLU.org, believe it or not. Oh, my God. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you that that's a source of misinformation and disinformation. <laughs> Horrible right-wing source. Yeah, but he, but even the ACLU, you know, even a blind squirrel can get a nut every once in a while. And the ACLU, you know, so one thing I learned when I went to college, I did not go to one of these Ivy League colleges in which they indoctrinate you and, and tell you what you're supposed to think. I, I actually went to like a tech school uh, to get my degree, and we were focused on critical thinking 
and and I, I had some great classes during that uh, during that uh, course in which I learned about doing research and critical thinking and and the idea that uh, good information can can come from people that you don't necessarily like, you know. I just I have an open mind. I just when I'm researching, it's like I don't care what website it's on. If it's useful information, I use it. And the ACLU they were talking about this whole FISA thing in which it's unconstitutional. It's like, wow, okay, you guys got it right this time. You're actually going after something uh, that that matters. So they're talking about they've got these. Uh, they they point out why that the FISA and the, and the seven, Section 702 is unconstitutional, and it violates the Fourth Amendment. Okay, first of all, you want to start with what the Fourth Amendment says. Okay, it's, it, it says, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause. Okay, that means they can't sweep up your information in a big old raid in which they just download the entire database of T-Mobile or Verizon and you're in it. I'm sorry, that's unconstitutional. That's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. They've got your information without any probable cause of you being in, uh, guilty of any crime. You know, but we don't care about that anymore now, do we? So, so the ACLU, they pointed out, they said, okay, for starters... Unidentified targets. And it says the government can intercept U.S. residents' international telephone and email communications without having to even name the people or groups it is monitoring or show its targets are suspected of wrongdoing or connected to terrorism. The target could be a human rights activist, a media organization, a geographic region, a MAGA supporter, a Catholic... A Christian, or even a country. Nothing requires the government to identify its surveillance targets at all. Clear violation of the Fourth Amendment, but they're doing it anyway. They used to target abortion groups. I mean, oh, and now they're going after people that are abortion protesters. Yeah, those people the other day that were simply protesting Mm -hmm. got thrown in jail, and they're going to they're going to be serving several years in prison for simply protesting. Well, now it's even worse than that. With the World Economic Forum, now their big thing is, what's the worst thing that you can do? Misinformation. Misinformation is against the law. So where are we going with this? I think this is is just the, you're scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. Now you can say, okay, well, okay, you, uh, you protested at an abortion clinic. That's really horrible. But you said something that wasn't right, that what that we don't agree with. So, guess what? You're going to jail, Becca. Oh, I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere. Oh, yeah, I would, no, no doubt. I actually would be disappointed if I wasn't on a list. I would feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so the second point they make here is anywhere USA says the government can intercept U.S. communications without having to identify the facilities, phone lines, email addresses, or locations to be monitored. Theoretically, the government could use the new law to collect all phone calls between the U.S. and London simply by saying to the FISA court that is was target that it was targeting someone abroad and that a significant purpose of its new surveillance program is to collect foreign intelligence information. <laughs> I, 
I mean, really? I mean, come on. So, but right, I use talking points, right? Okay, I'm using a a classical ultra-left-wing website here to get this information. And even this is even too much for them. Well, I always like to point out that uh, I've been talking about these machines for quite some time, and it was bef- before it was Dominion, believe it or not, it was Diebold, or Diebold, depending on your pronunciation of it. But, um, you know, I like to save and share and distribute an article by the New York Times where Diebold, who got caught doing exactly what Dominion's accused of in three different states, and basically it broke them in the voter machine, voter software industry, they were done. And so guess who they sold all of their equipment and all of their property to? You know, and so I I like to share an article by the New York Times from 2009 that talks about the purchase of all of the equipment, uh, all of the Diebold equipment. So, you know, yeah, the more often you can use their sources like the ACLU and the New York Times and, you know, that's all I want. I want reasonable people to Mm -hmm. wake up and say, wow, that was in the New York Times. Maybe there's something to this. You think? By the way, 505-444-5059 is the phone number if you want to call in and join the conversation. 505-444-5059. So this goes on to talk about, this is one of my favorite ones here, no judicial oversight. And it says here, our system is one of checks and balances, or it's supposed to be, or I thought it used to be. The Constitution requires real judicial oversight to protect people who get swept up in government surveillance. The new law gives the FISA court an extremely limited role in overseeing the government surveillance activities. Now, now keep in mind, this article I'm reading is from 2008 in which they were concerned about this, and it got put through, and now it's up for renewal. It says here, uh, rather than reviewing individualized surveillance applications, the FISA court is regulated to reviewing only the government's targeting and minimization procedures. It has no role in overseeing how the government is actually using its surveillance power. Even if the FISA court finds the government's procedures deficient, the government can disregard this and can continue illegal surveillance while appeal appealing the court's determination. Remember the uh, Russiagate, Russia, 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 them darn Russians, in which they were trying to accuse Trump of being a Russian accent, asset. Basically, they were saying Russia, Trump was a Russian spy, which is nonsense. And then all based on, and what this was all predicated on them using that fake dossier that Hillary Clinton and her bunch of corrupt scumbags that were working on her election campaign had a Russian operative put together a dossier. Well, who was colluding with Russians? Hillary Clinton was. Yet they used this fake document, which they knew it was fake, and it was based on absolutely no real facts whatsoever, and they used this to get multiple FISA warrant and renewals from a FISA judge. And here's another thing that really bothers me a whole lot, okay, about these FISA courts. These judges are secret, okay? We don't know who they are, and you never will know who they are. There's no, um, 
what's the word I'm trying to think of? Oversight, maybe? Oversight. There's none. No responsibility. They take no responsibility. And when you've become the target of this FISA court, you don't get a chance for any kind of representation. And and yet they just they do this and and who was this FISA judge that that gave these these unfounded warrants against Donald Trump? We'll never know. We'll never know. And so here's the thing. Okay, the next thing they talk about is no limits. There are no real limits on how the government uses, retains, or disseminates the information that it collects. The law is silent about the what, what about what the government can keep and what it has to get rid of. It fails to place real limits on how information can be disseminated and to whom. This means the government can create huge databases, like I mentioned a minute ago, that contain information about U.S. persons obtained without warrants and then search these databases at a later point. Without a warrant, without any... any uh, due process without any just cause. We can impeach a president yeah, based on faulty data from the Christopher Steele or his... Christopher uh, Steele. And, and then we can go and look at some of the people that were working for Trump, Carter Page, mm-hmm. Papadopoulos or whatever his name is, was. I mean, all those guys that were as innocent as the day is long, but yet we can go after them and persecute him, really. They really, no kidding, persecuted those poor guys. Oh yeah, and and okay, now we can now we can impeach a, a president. That's great. That's just that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. So it says here, um, not just terrorism. The law does not limit government surveillance to communications related to terrorism. Journalists, human rights researchers, academics, and attorneys routinely exchange information by telephone and email that relates to the foreign affairs of the U.S. And, you know, I talked about this a while back, too, about how what they'll do is if they need to get some dirt on somebody, uh, we don't care about uh, client attorney-client privilege anymore. They'll just go and raid the attorney's office and, and confiscate all his confidential papers. So so you're, you're right to... To pri- and you know liberals they used to say this a lot so many so many times over the years I remember this they'd spout this right to privacy thing and yet they don't care about that anymore yeah you look at Eastman the guy that uh, was Trump's attorney mm-hmm. the FBI shows up and said we want your phone and he goes well show me a a, uh, a subpoena yeah oh it's in the car I mean but what are the, what's he going to do he had to show he had to basically give up his phone yeah and. What, are you going to shoot me? I mean, uh, but I mean, that's where we are. That's it's the FBI. I want your phone. Well, show me something that says you can do that. Nothing. Nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, we truly are living in a police state now. Well, um, I would say it was right after my divorce. uh, My friends were trying to set me up with this girl. And, you know, I've always been a little bit of what people call a conspiracy theorist, right? I just think I've been telling people the truth years before uh, they knew it. And they they knew this girl and they wanted to set me up with her, but they're like, Jason, she works for the NSA. So you're going to have to keep your mouth shut. You know, you can't tell her any of your wild conspiracy theories, especially about the NSA. And so I said, cool. And <clears throat> I can do that. And I get, I get her phone number. We're talking on the phone. And this is how 
honestly, I got hand strung in this deal. She brings up the fact that I'm a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, oh, great. They ratted me out. And she says, I work for the NSA. What's your conspiracy theory about the NSA? This is years and years ago, right? And I said to her, I said, that you store every piece of digital data that we that, that, that is out there on us in a facility in Utah. And she said, oh, my God, you're crazy. And I said, okay. So that didn't go well. I did not ever get a date. And, um, but <laughs> probably uh, lucky there. But I, I don't even know if it was a year later or two years later. But I mean, it wasn't, I, I'll guarantee you, it wasn't three years later that it all comes out that there's this gigantic facility in Utah and they, you know, it's there to of course protect and serve. Um, but I was just going to read you guys a tiny little bit about this NSA facility in Utah, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. So it says the Utah data center codenamed Bumble Hive is the first intelligence community, comprehensive national cybersecurity initiative. I CNCI data center de- designed to support the intelligence community's efforts to monitor, strengthen, and, you know, yada, yada, protect our nation, right? Um, I just wanted to tell you the $1.5 billion, 1 million square foot uh, Buffaldale Camp Williams lead silver. And if you're in the construction industry, you know what lead silver is. It's not lead gold. But it still leads silver, which means you get some environmental points for that. Um, facility houses a 100,000 uh, square foot mission, uh, critical tier three, highest tier level in data centers. Um, there might be a tier four, but I'm not familiar with it, uh, data center. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I... I stand vindicated, of course, you know, and I just constantly am asking the questions and then people call me names. And then five years later, they're like, hey, you you asked about this. So I'm just used to it at this point. But yeah, the NSA is collecting every single piece of digital data. So if you text something, if you look up an article, if you um, put an emoji on something, if you spell check something, Anything that you do, you, there's a digital record of it, and it's stored in, in... Or if you send an offensive meme, that'll that'll land you in jail. Well, yeah, obviously, any posts, any all of that is now being compiled. And my belief is because government would love to be able to create its own narrative about each and every one of us. And if they have all of that digital information and they slice it and dice it and piece it together and manufacture, because they got, you know, top of the line studios and all of that stuff, um, they could probably put together a pretty convincing argument that I'm the worst human being you've ever met in your entire life. Oh, sure. Heck, they've already figured that out on TikTok. All they have to do is go to the Chinese. They know everything about us. They probably know everything about you, too. They probably do. And here's what they know about Bob. <laughs> that he actually trusts Putin more than he trusts Biden. Oh, yeah. They're all over, They're going to be all over Bob. Well, it's yeah. that kind of information yeah. that they store. And they're like, oh, let's throw this comment out when it's all politically convenient. You know, we're anti-Russian as we can possibly be. Now, here's an interesting point that they make here at the ACLU. Okay. Immunity for lawbreakers. 
The law immunizes the telecoms that participated in the Bush administration's illegal warrantless wiretapping program, telecommunication corporations that violated the law and allowed the government to trample the privacy rights of thousands of Americans should be held accountable for their activities. Letting them off the hook only invites further abuse in the future. Completely agree. I mean, you trust your private information to these companies when you get one of their communications devices. And here they're just handing it all over so that the government can find a crime to prosecute you for. Trusting and reading the terms and conditions are two entirely different things. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Because hmm. my dad always, you know, he, he liked the trust but verify kind of sure. thing. And yeah. He used yeah, to I say, like that one. Son, he used to always say it like this, though. He used to say, son, trust everyone but cut the deck. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> lost it. <laughs> lost it. <laughs> okay, I want to bring up something interesting before we hit the break. I got to thinking about this the other day, and I've actually, and after the break, I'll play this. There's this uh, county uh, county sheriff from Butler County, Ohio, mm-hmm. in which he got out and he was talking about how all of these sheriffs across the country, apparently they, I don't, were they required to show up in Washington D.C. and get lectured by the the FBI and and NSA and whoever else? Um, I I want to point something out is that. The sheriffs are elected. They are our best line of defense against the tyranny of the federal government. They are the authority in the area where you live. The sheriff can basically tell them to get out. He is the top official. When these federal officials come into your area, he can tell them to leave. They don't have any power unless you let them have power. Remember that line that says something about the powers granted are given by the consent of the governed, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I can't true. remember it verbatim, but um, you know that they don't have any power that we don't give them. And we constantly say this thing called we they're supposed to protect our rights. I would like to challenge that idea. I would like to say that the minute you say that they're protecting us, you've put them in this kind of, you know, yada, yada, yada. Their job is actually just to secure those rights, and it and it paints them in a different light than protector. Yeah. Protector no, you secu- got a good point there. D- does that make sense? Yeah, it totally. So makes I'm going to argue that when when given the chance. Yeah, we'll 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 hit that after the break. So you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. The call in line is 505-444-5059. We'd like for you to call in, join the conversation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. 
Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked. I like that song. Hey, you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak on 1190 AM KXKS Albuquerque. You want to call in and join the conversation? The number is 505-444-5059. You can also message us through social media on Rumble or Facebook. Just look for Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I, and I'm watching the chat on there, too, and uh, you can interact with us that way as well. But we like it when you call in better. So there was this uh, sheriff, Ohio Sheriff Richard Jones, in Ohio, Butler County, Ohio. And he's talking, he, he comes out and he talks about his recent trip to Washington, D.C. I'm just going to play the audio here, and then you can judge for yourself on this. Let's see. Come on. There it is. We'll start it off with, uh, my name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Um, I just came back from a national sheriff's training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago. Two days ago, we were briefed by the FBI director, Ray, the director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy, we have a president, we have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 
We were also told five sheriffs went doors. So, there you go. Now, I thought of something interesting the other day when I was listening to this. Remember the defund the police movement? Remember that one? Of course. And I got to thinking about what rational reason why would somebody want to get rid of the police? Well, I believe organizations like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, stuff like that, I think they, they're kind of like an NGO for the Biden administration. You know, even back years ago, the KKK was the militant arm of the Democrat Party. And I think Antifa, Black Lives Matter, whether the people that are involved in these organizations, if you want to call them organizations, realize that they're being manipulated and used, um, that that's up for debate. I think probably a lot of them don't. I honestly believe that probably a lot of people that get themselves involved in these Black Lives Matter uh, rallies and protests, a lot of these people probably really think they're doing something good. And, and, I, and I think a lot of these people, and I've seen this happen, in which rallies like you and I would have, Jason, we'd see these people and we'd approach them. It's like, hey, you know, tell me, what, what, is it that, that you, that, what is it that you're fighting for? What do you believe? And they'll tell us what they believe. It's like, we believe that too. Why aren't you with us? You know? But it's... You know, they're just falling prey to the to ignorance and misinformation and and government propaganda. Mob mentality. I mean, give give credit where it's due. There is a mob mentality, and there's a reason that mobs are scary. You can convince mobs to do some really stupid, dumb, yes, dangerous, violent stuff. Yeah, because you know, there's there's emotion and then there's the the kinetic energy of that emotion and people start feeding off of it and it's amazing what kind of horrible behavior can come out of mob mentality i don't i can't point to a lot of good things that have come out of mob mentality and i'm may, i'm thinking maybe there's something out there in the world but mostly what i see with mob mentality is destruction yeah. violence uh division uh anger you know i don't see uh i see temper tantrums i don't i, I don't see rational thought i don't see civil discourse these are things that made America unique in the world, was that I could sit across the room from a communist in the United States of America, and we could challenge each other in the arena of ideas. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't have to vehemently hate one another in order to hold our positions. We might despise the positions of each other, but who knows you might you might be like you know our former presidents that despised each other and became lifelong friends writing letters to each other at the end of their lives you, you got to have opportunity for that and the only way you have opportunity for that is a small amount of respect for the human as a human and then respect for yourself to be willing to engage in this type of behavior as opposed to temper tantrums and emotional outbursts and yada 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 well the point i was going to make on that well there's a couple of points on this is like number one why were all the sheriffs going to washington dc um now i heard somebody talking good question heard somebody talking about that the other day that that's kind of concerning because these sheriffs um are supposed to be the ones that are looking out for their communities and they they're supposed to be separate from the federal government but the other thing i was thinking about 
is these this defund the police thing, which we're not hearing it anymore. But the whole defund police thing, I believe, was an attempt to get rid of sheriffs, get rid of local police, get rid of them so that the federal government could come in and take over on a local level as well. That's what I think it was all about. Well, they're notorious for usurping power. And, you know, each key institution, and I think sheriffs are a key institution in our society, each key institution has a proper role. And there's a check and a balance, right? And so we had sheriffs to check the federal government's power. And if we don't remind ourselves of that, I want to take everybody back to Mayberry. You know, I'm sorry to do that. I love that show. but, But look at the idea behind what America was. There was a sheriff, right? Yeah. There wasn't a big police department in Mayberry. We all know this. Otis turned himself in on a daily basis. Um, there was no cop out there beating the street. There was no O'Malley on the street, you know, putting Otis <laughs> in the in the clink every night. Um, but it was it was it was a man that we trusted, right? Or it was a woman that we trusted. It was a person that we trusted enforcing law. Because we knew that, one, we need the enforcement of law, but also that there can be an abuse, that there can be an abuse associated with the enforcement of law. And we, we want to try to check that. And we did that by electing a person in our society that we thought would carry out and enforce the law in, in a way that was just. Mm-hmm. Again, we got to start raising somebody that somebody better. that's part of the community that knows the people in the community. I want to go back to Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, that was a good one too. Again, he was kind of appointed, all right, but yeah. everybody respected him. Everybody. Did he have any problems? Yeah, he had problems. He had problems. There, there are people that did things they shouldn't have done. But did he take care of it? Yeah, and he did it all kind of by himself. Yeah. Take care of everything. And and we're not I, I don't think any one of us would sit here and say every sheriff ever in the history of mankind was a good and benevolent individual. None of us are saying that. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So the check and balance on a sheriff is again we the people, right? And and then we're supposed to have a governor that will check a, a sheriff. And you know, there's all sorts of checks and balances in our system that we just don't recognize because it's easier to just go, uh, Queen or King Biden or Grisham. Can you just set a decree and then we'll all listen because you know you're our benevolent leader and you would never ever do us harm. No, you had a point there. I, you know, it it drove me crazy uh, during the past few years in which the tiny tyrant in Santa Fe came out with her edicts and proclamations. I like to use the word proclamations because it, it, to me it implies like an emperor or something like that. It is written, it shall be done, you know, where the little tyner, tyrant up there, she's making her little proclamations and, and people just go along with it. Well, that's tyranny, you know? I mean, that's the exact definition of how that works. And how does she back up all of her proclamations and decrees? What does she use? She uses force. Because at the end of every law is a gun and a cage. And that's why the six most violent words are, there ought to be a law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and Rebecca, I yeah. don't know if this is going to throw me out of conservative circles left and right, but this is why I contend I'm more conservative than most conservatives. I believe in the philosophy of defunding government. Oh, I'll so, go along with that one. Okay, so if somebody said, well, you support defunding the police because you support defunding government, I would look them in the eyes and I would say, technically, you're right. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, I also believe that the community of Albuquerque can put uh, a real city council of, of good people together who can honestly put together a police force themselves through our taxpayer dollars um, that would be much more effective than a government-run federal, certainly a federal government-run police force. Yeah. So have you heard about all the controversy going on with uh, Ireland in which they're trying to pass this hate speech law in which they have not defined what hate speech is? Now, if you do something like that, if you, if you pass a law saying that you can be prosecuted for hate speech, that kind of falls into the thing I was talking about on my opening monologue, in which ultimately they want to control your thought as well. In which, like, like the thing a while, you know, remember years ago uh, on the Axis Hollywood thing with Trump, when he was having what he thought was a private conversation between him and somebody else, and they were talking some smack, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably not, not talk that you like to hear, but it was supposed to be a private conversation. I mean, how many of us have, have had private conversations uh, expressing our feelings about something, and we didn't want to share it with the world? You know? Well, know that when you become a public figure, that you know your behavior is going to be watched very closely, yeah. scrutinized at the highest level, and sometimes um, picked apart privately by investigators and people who get paid to do exactly that, investigate who you are. Once you put yourself on out, out of, a, as a public figure, I think that you should be cognizant of the fact that that can happen to you if you're a good person, but see this was before he was a public figure I know, I, he, but he was he was a tv host he was yeah I mean, no he was a public figure yeah. donald trump was a public figure my whole life yeah every magazine article cover whatever my whole life it seemed like donald trump was on the cover so yeah no i i'm i, I you only get so much freedom when you have that much publicity on who you are as a hit individual on the flip side, um, you do have a right to privacy, and you, you should not be worried that a phone conversation of yours with a person is going to be released by Verizon. Um, and we've seen that over and over again, maybe not necessarily on Trump, but these racist things that come out everywhere, left and right, um, they were all from phone conversations that were released somehow, some way. Um, but yeah, the whole idea that you don't have any privacy in the world is a pretty frightening thought if you think about it. Well, since you brought up uh, Ireland, Germany's top security official said Tuesday that she aims to make it easier to trace right-wing extremists financing and plans to set up an early recognition unit to detect far-right and foreign disinformation campaigns as early as possible. See, our government is doing that. They're going. They're they're looking for people that are MAGAs. They actually had the FBI spying on Catholics. I don't know what the deal was behind that one. Um, they're they're looking for people that uh, buy guns. That autom automatically gets them on a list. Um, 
you know, all those guns that I used to have that I lost in the boating accident. I'm sure they know about those. You know, I'm sure. An elephant butte. Yeah, an elephant butte. Yeah. 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 I can't remember. We were all drinking so much. I can't remember what lake we were on that, that we lost that 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 just what felt like an arsenal of weapons between all of us. But you know, we lost them all. We certainly couldn't find them. But that was years ago, and I've gotten over it and didn't replace any of them. But you know, it's terrifying that we've got the surveillance state now, in which I I was watching. I went and saw yesterday. I went and saw this new movie called. By the way, it's really good, Madam Web. It's really, really great. Um, it's this new, these new movies that Marvel's coming out with uh, that are not part of the MCU. I don't know if you've heard that story or not, uh, as in the Marvel Comics universe. So this is like a standalone story. And so even though uh, they're in New York City and the, the, the newspaper is the Daily Bugle, there is no Spider-Man, per se. Gotcha. Because it's a, it's, it's a standalone story. It's right. not part of the Marvel Comics universe. It's an offshoot. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're coming out with some movies like that, which they're actually having some pretty good success with. But in that movie, the the bad guy, he wanted to track down these three girls, which he had determined that he thought in the future they were going to be they were going to kill him. So he wanted to kill them first. So he got this really brilliant computer hacker uh, to come in and help him, and she had this system set up in which she could monitor all the cameras in the entire city and use facial recognition and also tapped into all of the communications, the police channels, all of that kind of stuff to find these girls because he wanted to kill them. Now, that's not science fiction is the scary part. We, we've got Our, a history of movies showing you that technology. Yeah. I mean, the government... Going as far back as Gene Hackman and Will Smith. Yeah. Enemy of the state. Yeah. So so the government has that kind of technology, facial recognition. And if you... if you A lot of people maybe don't pay attention, because I'm actually in the business of installing some of this equipment. We all believe that it's there. It's, it's there. Any place you go... This is not fiction. Any place that you go, and there are security cameras, retail stores, on the street, ATMs, at, at traffic intersections, there are cameras. All of these cameras are connected to the Internet. Therefore, they can all be hacked and monitored or just freely share their information with the government in which the government can follow you everywhere you go. They can monitor every aspect of your life. So if they decide that they want to take you down, they can gather the evidence to find something that you've done wrong. None of us are angels. (laughs) One thing I like to say as a Christian, we're all sinners. We all do something wrong at some point in time. None of us are that pure. Uh, we all do something, and if these people want to look for a crime to take you down, they can do that. I'm telling you, Donald Trump must be pure as the wind-driven snow, and our, a, a comment that Rush Limbaugh used to say about pure as the wind-driven snow, because they have not been able to make anything stick to him. Becca, uh, I have to disagree. Okay. I mean, what? if they want, if they're that good, then by golly, those two pipe bombs that were left at the uh, Democratic we National We still don't Congress. know what's going on uh, with no, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. If they're so good, yeah. then they would have found them, and they would have had these guys in jail right now. I mean, there's so obviously you're wrong. They don't have all this information you're talking about. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> they don't know whose cocaine that was. They don't know whose yes, cocaine. Yes, they do. That, in the White House. Oh, no, they don't. 
They no, they don't. I mean, yeah. you know, so either they're bumbling, you know, Keystone cops, or they're, you know, uh, Jason Bourne, and you know, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some, there's, there's, there's going to be some play in there. I, I would just keep harping on the fact that if you don't give them money, in other words, you limit how much they take and steal from you, then you can limit how much their how, how much their resources are and how much their capabilities are one of the things that putin said that i thought was interesting was he talked about you know almost in a legal defense way he said you know you got to think about this argument about who blew up this pipeline in two ways one is who wanted to and who benefits from it and who has the capability to do it because this is not just you know this is not somebody just blowing up a building okay right this is something much much more intrinsic and and you know obviously requires took, specialized skills and equipment to pull it off absolutely so there's only so much capability around the globe and then there's only so much motive around yeah. the globe, yeah. right? And he's saying, if you ask those two questions, the answers start becoming fairly obvious. And that's how rational thinkers and, and critical thinkers used to do everything, right? Yeah. You know, if the sun comes up every day, I can maybe go out on a limb and tell the two of you, I'll bet you $5 the sun comes out tomorrow. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and this is the way we used to do things. Science used to be provable. Okay. It didn't used to be, well, we're going to change the definition of vaccine because, well, you know, it's just a hundred years later. And right, so right, we, why right. shouldn't we change the definition of vac vaccine? The minute they start playing with the definitions of words, we cannot hold them accountable. And if we will hold them accountable to the real definitions of words and the real policies that they promote, I think they lose over and over again once we get our election system back in the hands of the people. But it has to get back in the hands of the people. So we're getting close to the end of the show. I want to ask you a question, you guys. Do you think streaking is on the comeback? I I, I remember during the Super Bowl, okay, you said you didn't watch the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. No. Did you watch it, Bob? Did yes. you see the streaker on the field? Yes. Okay. Not technically a real streaker, half streaker. He did a half streak, is what they were saying. Because I remember when I was a kid what real streaking was. I was uh, at a, a park with my parents, and there were a bunch of naked people down in the creek when we were walking this path on the park. And we noticed them down there, and I remember my mom. I was a little kid at the time. I couldn't have been any older than four or five, maybe. But I remember this very distinctly. These people, they thought they'd get a rise out of us. They came running up out of the creek, and my mom's putting her hand over my face, and these people are running by us naked down the, down the, down the trail. <laughs> That's some real streaking. So I just kind of wonder if streaking might be on a comeback. It would be kind of funny, wouldn't it? I, I think you could get just as much attention if you're a leftist progressive protester streaking through the Louvre and in front of the Mona Lisa than trying to throw paint on something. That would, and, and it would be far more entertaining. Well, and I mean, you know, I think you might become an internet sensation. You have no idea. Depends, Absolutely. It's probably going to depend on that we're, body. We're probably giving them an idea. That here. body and that smile. So, okay, so we're coming up on the end here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jason, for filling in over the past few weeks. It's Absolutely. been awesome. Absolutely. Looking forward to Stella being back. Yeah. Bob, thank you for coming in today. 
Heap good fun. Enjoy the cake of it. So uh, you guys do me a favor. Follow, like, share, subscribe, whatever platform you're watching on. If you're listening to us on the radio, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week at the same time. The doctor, uh, Dr. Summers, starts from one. He goes from one to two. And then I do this show from two to four. And you can listen to us on KXKS Albuquerque, 1190 AM every Saturday. And you can watch us on social media on X, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube <clears throat> at the same time. Just uh, look for Becca Marie. And do me a favor. If you're watching online, like, follow, share, subscribe. So remember, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up. Ignore the fake news. Open your eyes. Wake up. Reject division. Tell somebody you love them today. Amen. All right? And, and love them. That's right. Give them a hug. Okay? You won't get the you won't get the Rona. So just say, hell no, we're not going to comply with the nonsense. We are the resistance. <laughs> <laughs>